final hour Thursday edition. What are you doing, Bobby, on the fan cam? I'm rubbing Mike's cheek in my virtual background. Oh, okay. There I'm sitting go. in the same chair that Kay Adams sat in. She's very small. How was Corey with her? Uh, and do you legitimately excited believe, and nervous? Do you legitimately believe she genuinely invited him, invited him on her show? Um, I bet she said that. No, I know she said it. <laughs> do you think I it was a you, real? She meant it. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Because he's she's had like cowboy when, bloggers on. Oh, then maybe like, so. Yeah. I RJ feel like Ochoa. it's kind of like when Sean, when Stephen A. Smith's like, yeah, you guys can come on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. All right, so Mike Bassick is in the A number one air hot seat, the heating, electric, and plumbing pros. Mike Florio is coming up at 920. Then we'll cross talk with KMC. So mm. we've talked about Kyrie, Mavs debut, awesome in L.A. beating the Clippers. Then you woke up. Were you awake for this? I was awake. I was actually Walt the Barber, big-time listener. He uh, is a streamer here. Yeah. I was He's had do- better guests and more guests than we've had. I am doing a – he, he asked if I'd do a post-game show with him yesterday. And I said, yeah, I'll do the post-game with you. So I'm in the hotel doing the post-game show, and he broke the news because I was on my phone, so I didn't see the breaking news. And so there's, there is reaction on Twitter of me hearing the news live, and I was – Kevin Durant, Shocked. Kevin Durant goes to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for four unprotected future first-round picks, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. So now the Phoenix Suns don't just have a big three. They have a big four mm. with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Initial thoughts, Mike. Uh, they're going to the Western Conference Finals for sure. I'm pretty sure they're going to the NBA Finals, and they are going to be very tough to beat. I will say this. I'm still picking the Boston Celtics to win the championship, even though Jason Tatum broke Jalen Brown's face last night. Um, <laughs> literally broke his face. Uh, but I, I can't see, unless Phoenix gets an injury to Chickenhead Booker or to Kevin Durant, I think they're going to the NBA Finals. What do you think of the compensation? I think it's fair on both sides. I think when you're trading for a guy in his mid-30s, I think there's a little bit of risk on Durant's oh, yeah. health through this. He is getting paid approximately $50 million a year over the next four years. That's high. So I would go, all right, you guys want your kind of championship player because you guys are stuck in the mud in Phoenix? Then you got to give me – Two really good role players that are 25, 26, and 23. So, like, they're in their early to mid-20s. And then you're going to give me four draft picks. And I I think it's fair on both sides. I hate it. Like, I hate it for the Mavericks because I think all of a sudden you started dreaming a little bit after last night. And then 30 minutes into your dreaming, then the Phoenix Suns say, well, this season, as long as we're healthy, I I don't know how – I love the Mavs. I think the Mavs could make a run in the playoffs. I don't know how they'd beat Phoenix if they're healthy. Well, it's, it's a brutal team to go through now. If, if Booker – so Booker never plays well against the Mavs. If he's off, you just go to Durant. Right. If Durant's off, you just go to Chris Paul or Booker. It's I know crazy. your answer to this, I think, already. But if the Mavs – and not all the assets are the same. Yeah. If the Mavs could have given up the same type of deal for Durant that they – that they did for Kyrie, which one would you have preferred? Um, it's, know, a great, it's a great question. Ky- it makes me I, think because obviously I it's tough nuts, because age. we couldn't have done that. Right. But uh, you would have to say, well, we're giving you Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, 
and really two draft picks. That's all you could offer. I guess you could have offered three. I guess you could have gone 25, 27, and 29. Um, so, gosh, I, I, in the moment, I guess Kyrie is 30. And now that the Lakers did what they did, I know I'm trying to put this all together. Yeah. I, I'm hoping that Jason Kidd, Nico Harrison, Luka Doncic, if, if you get 65 games a year from Kyrie Irving, then I do like Kyrie Irving better because I think he can – throughout this four to five years be Kyrie Irving. Oh yeah, he'll he'll, he'll his ability to maintain his current level of play at, at his age is much better than Durant's. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so your answer? I can't believe I'm saying I'd lean to Kyrie Irving. Because, <laughs> I knew I, I my last, goal was to get you to say Kyrie and last just, week I would have said I want nothing to do with Kyrie Irving, but yeah. I'm, I'm I guess I'm I'm hopeful in that situation that you can build now a team around Luka and Kyrie. Now that Kyrie, it looks like almost in a weird way, has to sign back with the Dallas Mavericks. All right, so since we're just having fun with Mavs versus Suns again, we're in Phoenix, put the four in order of the top players in that series. My order is Luka, Durant, Kyrie, Booker. That's for a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I realize a lot of people. Unfortunately, then the next two guys become Sun Suns. Yeah, you know and, and and Paul. And yeah, Paul and Paul. Do you think Chris Paul's? I mean, is he about about to be done? I think yes. And but now he becomes their fourth guy. I mean, Aiton recently is going for thirty and fifteen. I, I think that when you look at the history of the NBA, for the most part. Uh, in current day NBA, take out Olajuwon Ewing because they went three to four years to college. It does usually take big guys around age 25 to really find themselves. I know there's the rare thing, but when you're a kind of prototypical big guy, it kind of takes you a little bit of time. And Aiton's 24 years old, so I do think he's somewhat coming into his own. Now, and all he has to do is be the third guy there. So Chris Paul's just going to distribute, stay out of the way. Hey, you kick it to me and I'm wide open, I'll shoot the three, which I think makes him valuable. And... Chris Paul, I do think, is better than, would you say, the Mavs' third best player is Josh Green? So if you're comparing Josh Green to Chris Paul right now, obviously Josh Green's future is a lot brighter. But put the four in order, the big four. I might lean to Durant if totally and completely healthy. Wow. Just because of experience. Then Luka, it's a very tough tough one for me. Uh, And then I would go Kyrie, then Booker. I'm not a fan of Booker. I understand how good he is, but I think Booker is a number two. I think he. I don't think he's a number one. I think, and he's perfectly fit now for Durant. I think, like Choppy said, you think man, Devin Booker's a two? I do. I think a lot of pressure on him, and he'll wilt away. Mm, okay. I think. I think he has a little bit of in a in a little bit of a way. Harden's a number two. Harden's whole career, every time there was pressure on him in do-or-die games or big-time situations, it was like he would go 6 of 23 from the field. And I think Booker has a little bit of that in him. If it's all on the line, I do think Luke is a number one, right? You see him last year, everything's on the line, whether they won or lost against the Clippers or against Phoenix or whatever. He was going to put up like 40 points, 10 assists, and 14 rebounds or something. Power ranked the West. Phoenix one, Denver two. I'll lean to Memphis at three, but I think there's a one-two. I do think there's almost like Phoenix is one, Denver is two, and then we get into like a whole bunch of like, what do you think? And I will lean towards Memphis at three, Dallas at four. How about that? 
What do you like about Memphis over the Mavs? I think when completely and totally healthy, they are a grinded out. We're gonna they have, a grindhouse. Yeah, it's the grindhouse, right? But that being said, obviously they have not been playing good basketball. They only have one star. So come playoff time, a lot is on John Morant. If John Morant kicks the ball, you're asking Desmond Bain to be Kyrie Irving, or you're asking Desmond Bain to be Devin Booker. That's a lot to ask out of a really good player. But that's the one thing about Memphis is now they have to look at this and go, how desperate are they right now or in the offseason to go, hey, the West just became a two-star situation again. And the other thing, too, is I don't know about Denver right now in this. They have Bones Highland, who's shown a lot of promise in the NBA in two years. And Michael Porter Jr. has shown promise but gets hurt all of the time. But if you package Michael Porter Jr. and Bones Highland and two first-round picks to a team that's somewhat looking to rebuild, what can they get today? Let's let's talk about other trade deadline possibilities. What are the rumors out there? Who are the names out there? And what do you think the Mavs could be looking at? I do think in a bad way, uh, Phoenix – or sorry – Brooklyn is now going to trade Dorian Finney-Smith to a contender. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. I think RJ has the best possible explanation. Didn't the Nets make a mistake with the Mavs deal? Because you traded for win-now players, then you traded Durant. If they pull off the Laker deal, they have two more first-round picks and Westbrook's expiring contract. I guess you could say, well, now you have uh, five firsts versus six firsts. Right, because you got the Mavs first and four last night. Right, but why did you trade for the win now players yeah. with Durant leaving? One hundred percent. They if 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 they could have put the timeline in, in order and know that Kevin Durant was like, I'm not showing up to play with this team. They would have because tra- they had to know they would have tra- when they traded Kyrie. Them. They had to, right. Don't don't we all agree they had to know that. Durant was next. I don't know if they've read the room well for three years. <laughs> Maybe not. But my, my thought is my theory is that. They thought they could salvage the Durant thing by getting, all right, you know, Dinwiddie's not bad. I mean, I could right. deal with Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. Look what, look what Luka did with these guys. He took them yeah. to the final four. I, I just think this. you have to know if your superstar yeah. wants out or it's over. Yeah. Now you have to know that. Because next year, Dinwiddie makes $20 million for Brooklyn. Next year, now, and I think Dorian Finney-Smith on a very tradable contract makes about $13.5 million. But to your point, if you just open up, and they might have been able to, let's be honest, they might have been able to with uh, Lakers being desperate, they might have been able to attach like a Joe Harris contract to that or something. Been like, yeah, you get Kyrie, uh, but we also want to attach another contract to it. And then all of a sudden you have in the offseason $45 million to spend. Yeah. On players, so I do think that they they misread Kevin Durant's want to be in Brooklyn after trading Kyrie, and it's unfortunate for the Mavs because if they would have said, "Well, we're still not trading him to LA," like the owners, like we're still not trading him to him, they might have rather have had Christian Wood over Dorian Finney-Smith because he's an expiring contract. Yeah, and so now all of a sudden you would have set Christian Wood there and had Dorian Finney-Smith still as a wing player. Here. All right. Mike Bassick from the KMC Masterpiece with us. Mike Flores coming up here on Sean, RJ, and Bobby. So other Mav possibilities or other trade deadline names and rumors? I I wonder, Christian Wood last night went in with one minute to go in the first quarter, and he did not look happy about it. No. Uh, he played well in the second quarter. Behind JaVale McGee. And then he came in with uh, approximately two minutes left in the third quarter. 
and I don't think he is excited or happy. He was cheering with his team, don't get me wrong, but I think he sees the writing on the wall here. The, t- the, the coaches don't like him. It doesn't. I like Christian Wood. I would like to cre- keep Christian Wood. I think he's a valuable player on an NBA team. The Mavericks coaching staff hates him. Yep. So I do think the Mavs are going to try very hard to move Christian Wood today for a piece that we think is worse than Christian Wood, but the coaching staff thinks fits better. I huh. thought I thought this was like getting fixed after McGee got hurt yep. and Wood started and produced. I thought we were getting past this. Then Wood gets hurt. He comes off the bench in his first game back. Bobby's like, "That's a bad sign." I'm like, "Bobby, you're overreacting." Yeah, let him, let him, let him, you know, work Grease his way the back wheels. In, yeah. just, it's a conditioning thing. And then last night he comes off the bench again, and it's looking like Bobby might be right. It's good that Bobby wins all the bets on the show that don't involve money, uh, That's but true. all the monetary ones I win. But Tim McMahon keeps talking about that they 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 they're shopping him they and they want to and they want to trade him. It's a, he's a weird he has a horrible agent he has uh, he has the worst agent in all of basketball. You couldn't have a worse human being. You like know the agent? Yes, he has Nasir Little and Christian Wood. He has two NBA basketball players over the last ten years. Every basketball player that has been with these it's their brothers. I forget their names. Um, they've all left. They literally have two NBA basketball players. They, they, they got into the game somewhat through Stephon Marbury. And there's such horrible agents, can't negotiate contracts, tick off every the, front office. Ten sacks. Yes. Nobody wants to work with these guys. I, I, I said this last week. Christian Wood, and I know he's not listening because he's on the road. you got to fire Annie Sleeper. Oh, that's too. why he's not listening. you gotta, <laughs> you got to fire those guys. You, you got if, if he wanted to be in Dallas, he should hire uh, Bill Duffy. If, like, if he wanted to work out an extension and be with the Mavericks, he should have hired Bill Duffy. I was with CC Sabathia when he fired Tommy Tanzer in Minnesota. We were in the hotel, and Tommy Tanzer came knocking on his door, and, he, and we were supposed to go to the Mall of America and walk around and stuff. He's like, I can't leave my room because I don't want to talk to my agent because the Cleveland Indians said, we cannot work a deal out with Tommy Tanzer. We don't like him. We don't want him. He fired him. He hired Scott Boris in the offseason. He got a deal done oh. with the Cleveland Indians. So I'm not saying Christian Wood is CC Sabathia. But it happens. Organizations say we cannot work with this agent. And I think most teams have said we cannot work with Christian Wood's Dude, agent. Dude, I am looking at his client list. I mean, 95% of them are overseas. Yes. It's China, China hmm. or Australia or Greece. I mean, this is insane. Or, My- or the G League. And, and Nasir Little supposedly got a deal – about 60% of market value because they're, because teams just didn't want to work with this agent. Wow. The basketball machine, Mikey Bassick, sitting down with us. Thank you, Michael. All right. You're appreciated. Right. right here on DFW Sports Station, Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com, stops by to talk a little trash next on The Fan. And sitting down right now in the A number one air hot seat, the heating, electric, and plumbing pros is our boy from ProFootballTalk.com, Football Night in America fame. Uh, he is the legal expert in this room, Mike Florio on 105.3 The Fan. What's up, buddy? I have a feeling it's a very low bar to be the legal expert <laughs> in this specific area. <laughs> you mean at this table or in the yes, room in right general? Here. Okay. I don't know about the room. I haven't done the full sweep yet today. Although I will say this, it's 824 local time, and this place is already flashing what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, today is that day where it's just nuts, and it gets nuts. It used to be Friday was the craziest. 
in recent years, I've noticed Thursday is even more do because by Friday people realize it's crazy. I'm not going over there, right. so they'll come Thursday. Do you like all this? I don't know. Do I like it? I don't know. It's different. It's nice to come out and see people face-to-face. It's nice to – we have a set over there, and we've had people rotating in all week, and you get to sit down and talk to people the otherwise text with or yeah. talk to on the phone. So there's value in being present. There's value in being around. It just It's just a weird feeling because it's been three years since the full-blown experience like this. And last year – I think it was more scaled down, but we had our set at the NFL Experience, which was, like, away from all of it. So I was only over in this one time last year. This is, like, that year of it's every day, every day, every day. But, I, you know, you like it, you get used to it, and then it's over. Who, uh, who's been your best interview? Well, the best interview's yet to come, right? The Who? week's not over yet. Justin wow, Jefferson is Wow, what a coach mentality. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the week's not over yet. Jalen Hurts, I learned that from him. You're Season's not say, over yet. You're supposed to say C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb was excellent. What did you get from him? What did he tell you? Well, uh, <laughs> he, he is a staunch defender of his quarterback. Not mm. quite the same way Terrell Owens once did. No sunglasses or fake tears. That's my quarterback. <laughs> no, but he can't understand why there's so much criticism of Dak when others do similar things and they don't get that kind of criticism. I asked him about the last play of the 49ers game. Two years ago? Why don't no. we no, I asked him about the play. Zeke snapping the ball. Oh, oh, Zeke yeah. snapping. Ryan center. Hello, do you watch the game? Well, I know <laughs> Jason Garrett asked us that one time. Yeah, he did. But, uh, <laughs> the last play. I was sure, he I said I wasn't sure you guys saw the game. Uh, no more hee-hee-ha-ha. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I asked him, what were you guys trying to do? And he said, well, what did you want us to do? I said, score a touchdown. I said, well, that's what we were trying to do. Yeah. But apparently, see, I thought they were setting it up for Turpin to get the ball and flip it back to Zeke. Because yeah. why the hell do you have Zeke snap the ball? And why do you have all these offensive linemen See. out there? At first, when I saw Zeke, I thought, this is brilliant. Put 11 guys on the field God. who are familiar with handling the ball and running with the ball. You don't need blockers. No. It's, a, it's a schoolyard play. But then they had offensive linemen. The whole thing didn't make any sense. But CD was funny about that. So Jimmy Ward took down Turpin, as you know, and that was that. It was the most sudden and abrupt end to an yeah, attempted was. Stanford band play in the history of football. And then I love that he was already on the ground, and he tried to ladder <laughs> Lateral after he's on the Where do you stand on Dak? Uh, Bobby is our resident Dak Homer. Uh, he loves Dak so much. He wouldn't speak to Dan Orlovsky yesterday. He walked off the set in a rage uh, because he thinks Dan doesn't love Dak like he should be loved. Where do you stand on Prescott? Now, why, are you, been, why are you picking your nails like that? I'm, I'm nervous. Oh it's, my gosh, Florio! It's, this is a nervous habit. Nervous. You're you're, you're Mr. You're Mr. TV. Well, well you're no. Mr. Football well, Night in America. I see. I don't Mr. have money bags. I don't have clippers with me, and I see this white oh. ridge here, and it's making me nervous. Bro, I, I do say that. Ravage these no, no. things, hey, Mike. Listen, show them on the fan this cam. About, no, show get your the name. hell out of here. Show your, I'll show, if, you, if I show a finger on the fan cam, you know which finger it's You can do be. it. <laughs> we don't care. No, You're the one that has some is, stuff to lose. This so. is how geniuses work because I do the same thing. It's, uh, there you go. There oh, you go. God. I uh, bite mine. But, uh, but anyway, what were you asking Dak. me about? Oh, Dak, yeah. Uh, Dak, Dak does this to his nails, too, because he's under a lot of stress because people like Dan Orlovsky are dogging him all the time. Yeah. Um, I, I how, are, think, how, how are you with Orlovsky? I don't know him. Okay. I don't know him. What do you think of him? I don't know. I don't pay attention. I, I I stay in my you own backyard. You pay attention to everything. You pay I don't, attention to Schefter, everything. No. Schefter does. You know no, all that no, no. stuff. No, no, no. Why are you acting well, like you're no. a Nothing Dan Orlovsky tweets is relevant to what I do. He's not making news. He's not reporting news. He's an analyst. Nothing any analyst does is relevant to hmm. our space. Fair. And Fair. only if an analyst gets into something that rises above, where it's actually engaged and it's a back and forth and it's – 
nasty, then, but that's all noise to me. Okay. I don't care about that stuff. Okay. I, I have enough analysts I work with. Okay. I have enough to do. I, so I just I have no opinions. Speaking of an analyst you work with, why does Chris Sims button the top button on his shirts? He's always done it. It's I can't I can't I don't know how you work with it. He's all well. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> Tell him him you're the boss. Out. Fire him. Tell him button it. He's always done dress it. code. He's done it since he was eight years old. At first, I thought like he had some crazy neck tattoo that he was trying to cover, yeah. but it's just what he's always done. Is he a Jalen Hurts hater? He's not a Jalen Hurts hater. He's a pragmatist, and his point has gotten skewed because if you want to view him as a hater you could pick out words and ideas from what he says and say oh he's a hater his point is that Jalen Hurts is different from Patrick Mahomes Josh Allen Joe Burrow Justin Herbert in that he's he's and I hate to say system quarterback but you've got two types of quarterbacks in the NFL you have a quarterback that runs an offense you have an offense that runs through a quarterback and Dak Prescott is more of a offense that he runs. He's a quarterback who runs an offense. It's not like the offense is constructed for him. You got the running game. You know, with Mahomes, it's all about Mahomes. The running game is a supplement. With Josh Allen, it's all about Josh Allen. And that's just kind of the way it is. But Hertz is very good. He's a great leader. He's a great runner. He's a great presence. He has done a great job of having his personality infect the locker room in a positive way and get the most out of the, the team. I, I think he's great, and, you know, Chris has his opinion, and he made the comment before Hertz got injured that you put in Gardner Minshew and they'd be just as good, and we found out that they weren't just as good with Gardner Minshew. And, you know, Jalen Hurts just has an overall presence and attitude and skill set that combines to make a great quarterback, and it was unexpected. I think the Eagles didn't expect it. As recently as last year, the Eagles were exploring options elsewhere, yeah, including a certain quarterback who may play for the – team in the city where we're sitting we're sitting in phoenix kyler kyler, kyler. does it take that much work <laughs> mike i've been up we've been up since 3 30 all right yeah. we don't have drivers Boy that pick you. us up in a, yeah. we don't have drive personal limos that you know what what car did you come over in here i, I don't they, we don't have personal limos we have employees <laughs> who pick us up and bring us here. oh god oh, wow. that's paid no. employees is just that, for that is that part of the criteria to work like, no mike florio driver they 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 send a guy they have two runners that are hired for the week good guys and they have rental cars and they come and they get us and they bring us here i'm staying like 15 minutes away are you going to any have you been to any fancy dinners no 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 i don't know you stay in i stay in we have we, we rented a house for the week so we had Whoa. a dinner at the house last night which cook? cook no we can't what cooked yeah i cooked <laughs> i put on an apron and i cooked <laughs> Either you're grilled steaks, what, you no, order in. No, no. Okay. You, 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 you catered it? You have a caterer. Because you, you, you posted something. Oh, we have a caterer. Look at that. A caterer. You posted something about food a while back. I thought I, was, I remember being impressed. Did you cook something or grill something? I don't know. It was don't, a steak. Why, are, you, what is, are, why? You, are you trying to – are you messing with me? No, you posted a steak. Do we have a cook, delay here? You cooked something. A I'm, a, I'm a food I did. I cooked a steak that I thought looked awesome, and I made the mistake of putting it on Twitter because no matter Never do what that. it is – Never do that. Never see if you can no find it. No matter what it is, it, it was cooked Pittsburgh rare. Yeah. I, I was not aware it, that it, it was Pittsburgh rare. It was seared on the outside, very red in the middle, and, of course, Twitter hated it. Twitter hates everything. everything. But you know what? Here's what amazed me. I put up a video of my barn, 90-second tour of my barn on Saturday night before I left, Friday or Saturday, whatever it was. People love that, and it was, like, universal. It's like something's wrong here. Like, this is a setup. There's no way this many people like this, but – 
Uh, maybe Twitter does have the ability to it, unite. It's not a real place, Twitter. You, That's what Dave Chappelle says. It's not. It's, it's not, not a, real a real place. You have a. Uh, is that the one on the fan cam there? Is, is, well, that's it. It's a good is photo. Pittsburgh rare. Yeah, right I'm giving you props good. for that. I mean, it looks a little bit like salmon, but it's all right. It was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it all ends up in the same place. What le- What legal advice would you give Michael Irvin? Keep your mouth shut. It's too late for that. Yeah. I would have told him, don't say a damn word. Did you hear or see what he yeah, said yeah, with us? Yeah, yeah, Don't say anything. He's done. Well, I mean, what if the, no, the, I mean, the video is going to determine well, that. Well, the video is going to be very relevant, but if there's an allegation made by someone against him and his response is essentially, I was drinking so I don't remember, if there's a credibility fight between the witnesses, like that was the big issue in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. If there's a fight between he said, she said, he's not saying anything anybody's going to be able to believe. He has no position to say it didn't happen. I don't know what happened. I was drinking. And you're right. The video, if the video is relevant, yeah. if it's not grainy, you know, we assume all video is going to give us a conclusive answer to whatever question we need to have resolved. But right. We'll see. We'll it, see what the video shows. Is it assumed that if he says, I was drinking, that means... Does that have to be proven still? Well, no, no. no. Does no. it mean like hammered, or like because if you had one drink, you could say I was drinking, right? But you you heard how he said it, and yeah. he laughed about it. And, well, you know, we were out drinking, and that just puts you in a position where a skilled lawyer, if it ever results in someone being on a witness stand answering questions, you will be grilled worse than that steak <laughs> by a lawyer who knows how to ask questions. And could you see Michael Irvin trying to tap dance around a skilled litigator? Most people can't do it. 95% of the people out there, and I think the more rich and powerful and famous someone is, because they're not used to submitting, when you sit in that seat and you have to submit to questions from somebody you don't even know and they're good at it and they've done it for years, you're cooked. It's over. Whether it's an owner of a team, whether it's a high-profile player, whether it's anybody, you think you're going to win this, and you find out quickly you're not. What do you think about all these people coming for Romo lately? I haven't noticed a dramatic difference in Romo since he started as a broadcaster. I wrote about this the other day, and I have to be very careful because I can't comment on anyone who works with NBC, good, bad, or otherwise. You can't? I can't. What can I say? They're, they're, we're colleagues. Yeah. So I feel like if I can't do that, I shouldn't talk about people who work for other networks. I need to just opt out of the whole, this person sucks, that person sucks, this person sucks. If they're good, it's one thing. And, and look, we're blessed to have a great team at NBC. It's not like I would have anything bad to say anyway. But with Romo, I remember when he started. I was kind of like, what's all the hubbub, yeah. bub? I don't get it. He's loud. He speaks in incomplete sentences. He makes, he makes sound effects. Oh, Jim. Oh, Jim. Oh, Bobby is loving you right now. And everybody thought it was great. Everybody thought it was great. He's no different now. What's changed? The only thing is he doesn't do the parlor trick where he tells you what the play is going to be. Yeah. Which he knew. I love that. If you go to practice and if you study the team, you know what they're going to do out of given formation. If you were at practice and you saw the plays that they were walking through the day before the game or two days before the game, you know when you see this guy in the slot and this guy lined up wide, you know what play's coming. So I think, 
I never heard this. I may have at some point. You know, the years go by and you kind of forget. I think he got some blowback from others in the industry who were like, dude, we could all do this too if we wanted to. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this? You're making us look bad. We could do it too. Yeah. What do you Aikman, do? Aikman just called him up and said to stop. Or Brian Bennett. Did he? No, Did he? I'm just assuming. Yeah, but no. I'm saying, yeah, it's like we, we all can do this if we want to. Well, they, So I, I look at it this I don't know why all of a sudden there's an issue. Is it because he he's not as plugged in as he used to be because the guys he played with aren't there anymore and, and it's not as obvious when he watched them? I don't know. But to me, he seems like the same guy he was in 2017 when everybody thought he was great. I don't know what's happened. What does Fox do with this Brady Olsen dilemma? Well, Tom taking a year off. I think when Tom retired, Fox initially believed as of next year, Tom was going to be number one and Olsen was going to be number two. So now Tom's going to take 2023 off. He hasn't completely slammed the door on playing this year. So we what did he to say to keep that open? I thought he said, yeah, done for good. No, he said that last week. Then on Monday, he was on with Colin Coward, and Coward asked him some question along the lines of, so there isn't even a 1% chance you'd come back? And he didn't answer the question. He evaded it. And yeah. then on his podcast Monday night, he said, I know I can still play. I still want to play. It's just time to stop. And here's, here's what I think is going on to, to, in an attempt to psychoanalyze Tom Brady. And, look, I, I've, I've wrestled with the whole ethical dilemma of is it fair to comment on his divorce? Is it fair to comment yeah. on these issues? Well, when you're that high profile and you have a huge social media platform and you use it to sell everything under the sun from crypto to underwear and everything in between and your wife is a high profile person with a big social media following, there's a point where you just accept it. And he has said he's got no problem with it. So with all that as the disclaimer, I think last year him continuing to play opened the argument that you're a bad husband. And we saw what flowed from that. This year if he plays, I think he's setting himself up to be accused by the person who used to be his wife that he still has to deal with all the time. She's the mother of two of his kids. Yeah. You're being a bad father. And that, that cuts a different way. You guys have kids? Yeah. Anytime that question comes up of whether you're being a bad yeah. father, that's the knife straight into the pancreas, twisted around to the gallbladder, <laughs> ripping out a few other organs. And I think that the test now is are you a good father, prove you're a good father, and salvage something about your personal life. And I, I, so I think that's what's driven him to not play. We'll see how he feels when July rolls around. That's what Brett Favre said in April of 2008 to David Letterman. I was watching the show that night, and he said, I don't know how I'm going to feel when July rolls around. I was like, holy crap, this guy <laughs> is coming back. So Mike, I still think there's a chance he comes back. Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk. Football Night in America. You're running me off already? You're playing me off? Well, you, I mean. You're wrapping me up or is this a reset? It's not a reset. You're it's, wrapping me up. It's goodbye. Well, you, wow. you said you got places to be. No, I don't have anywhere to be. I came over here an hour and 15 minutes earlier than I would have. If and you, I had some wine last night. If you, so it was not easy. <laughs> if you're waiting up when that alarm went off and I still honored my commitment and you gave me a chance to back out. Here we you go. texted me, are we still good? And all I had to say is, no, we're not. Man, there are at least three people here who just walked in in last night's attire. I can tell you that right now. I would like I'm wearing you. today's attire. This is my Thursday get-up. I've had this thing for years. That I'm, thing is a It's go. ratty. It does. You're and, way and, too and rich for and that. I've got the, and I've got the big 
PFT thing on the back that I'm going to be self-conscious about all day because I'm going to be sitting over there and people are going to be, what the hell does that guy have on his back? But this is my Thursday ritual. You have to be an insider. You have to be part of the PFT planet to understand I wear this every Thursday. You should get a new one and on the back put your Twitter handle as like your name. Mike Florio might he's stick. Trying to, he's trying to get me off. He <laughs> might stick around for cross talk. Mike Florio, hard break. We all own our own bosses, Mike. All right, I work for someone. Not you guys don't pay me anymore, so I don't give a shit. We're next. <laughs> Cut him off, DJ. <laughs> it is now time for crosstalk with the KMC masterpiece. Mikey Bassick already gave us a ton of Kyrie discussion. We got Kevin Hagelin. We got Corey Majors. What do y'all have coming up? Uh, Hall of Famers, guys. Today is the show of Hall of Famers. Oh. Uh, we have uh, man. And yes, yesterday. Hold on, sorry. Conspiracy. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, so Hall of Famer today, Emmett Smith will be joining us. We'll also okay. have Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett. Rondé Barber is on the way today. Oh, the well. show of uh, expired position. <sighs> yes. And Brian Urlacher. Ru- hold on, running backs? Yeah. Yeah, running backs are expired. As we have, Sean, Ale- as we have Sean Alexander. Yeah, but Sean Alexander did one thing, okay? He paved the Gators, okay? He paved the Gators? He, he beat the Gators, allowing us to go to the SC Championship game. Okay. I'll never forget it. I love him for it every day. When you say us, Tennessee, you're talking, okay, not about Look out, back to flex. Here we right, come. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got that going on today. Uh, really excited about that. And, uh, man, the Mavs, like, were the great. Are you not going to tell the Hall of Fame conspiracy story? You Go ahead. We wonder if Darren Woodson has already been informed about the Hall of Fame. Because yesterday, <laughs> Tyler Klutz came up to him and he goes, are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? And he was smiling. He's like, no. <gasps> and they were like all smiling. So we were trying to figure oh out. Oh, my gosh. I don't. I, I will know, cry. I know I will, statistically people are saying it won't much. happen. So Darren Woodson was one of my favorite players of all time. Have you met him? Oh, You're oh, at Top, top golf. golf. Yeah. So here's what happened yesterday. Uh, Tim Collins goes, I was like, hey, Darren Woodson's over there. And he walks over, and he's like, hey, uh, you think you can come over and be on the show? And he's like, I'm completely booked. And he was like, all right, well, let's let Corey and Kevin know. And he was like, for those guys, I'll be there in just a second. And so he came over and hung out with us. I doubt it went like We that. have been on a oh. campaign trail to get him in the Hall of Fame. That's right. The entire time, and he knows that. We're he did some stuff, too, to help. Yeah, he also, he also knows sure. a lot of yeah, people like that had, work He had a life. Hall of Fame career. Sure. Which that may help his case a little bit more. But yeah. I, I, I support it. It's, like, pretty close. One I, I missed Seth Rollins, the wrestler, yesterday, though. Oh, yeah, we were here during him. I saw him walk by, but we're in the middle of an interview, and I didn't want to be like, hey, I need to go talk to that guy. Would he have been your number one seed in here to get? I think so. I don't know how much appeal that has, because every time we talk about wrestling, I know people get upset. Like, that would have just been my personal yeah. number one. Maybe. Why don't you just take the headset off and scream Seth freaking Rollins? <laughs> yeah, it feels really disrespectful to the guests we had in front of us, <laughs> but, you know. we. My, I guess we got my number one, and that was Kay. And she, on, and, oh, yeah. And now you're she her delivered. number one. Yeah, and she delivered, man. She was great. Did uh, it meet all your expectations? I mean, I wish I could have talked to her for, like, another hour. Was yeah. she cool? She, she did invite us over to her show, so we got to make our way over there, go have some tequila with her, and be on her show. So if she delivered on the, on the show, did your wife deliver divorce papers? No, she did not. <laughs> okay. I did. Uh, I did. She, she gave us uh, beanies and a, and a goodie bag yesterday, and so I, I laid all the goodies out, and I said, yeah, you did. my friend Kay sent these, uh, sent these for the kids. Did so you, I'm bringing these home to the kids, and she was like, you're Fred K. And I was like, ah. Did you do the Shams bit we told you to do? No, because honestly. Like, did you it, bring up Shams? It moved too fast for me, Sean. It, it, I don't think we did. He like, was it, doing his own. Was it he moved, nervous? It moved. I did yeah, it did was, you hear it? What do you mean it moved too fast? It was literally just supposed to be the opening line when you asked her a question. 
I didn't have the opening line. Oh, he man. tripped up on his first part, but after that, he was money. She was engaged in you the conversation. To, you and need to get Peyton to find it because I'm pretty sure it did kind of go something along the lines of, uh, yeah. Kevin goes, you'll have to forgive my friend here. So that was that moment. Uh, but, yeah, no, nah, man, it really was well. great. She was excellent. Have you figured out why you did not get served at the restaurant last night? This was they tough. they forgot. I know the guy came back and he goes. She already put it in. Yeah, oh, it's, yeah. It's coming. But yeah, they totally forgot. That, that was my number one takeaway from it. So that place you, was did, meh. Anyway. Did you then tip? Oh, thanks. Low low you set it up. Appreciate. I thought it was awesome. I really I'm sorry. It. it was really slow. You, you should set it up next time. It, the, was, uh, it, it was slow. It was slow. The, the, the ranch water was was tremendous. It's very very good. Very hot though. Very. Chichi loved whatever very, beer he had. Oh, yeah, the church beer? Yeah, he thought that was I ended up having fantastic. one of those. I thought it was good. The beer I'd ordered before was better, though. Oh, so, beer snob. Yeah, I am a bit of a So you snob. regret going? No, because I got to hang. I'm, this is going to sound really dumb. Yeah, I fake. En- no, it's not fake. I enjoyed hanging out with you guys far more than I enjoyed the place. So I thought Aww. that was really fun. Dude, all right. I knew that was going to happen. I really house. did. Aww. I really did. How are we going to tell the story <laughs> of the Uber driver appropriately. Because I don't know how that started, but Dawson may have delivered the moment of the night last night. Maybe <laughs> do we need to wait until crosstalk with them? I don't know how we do oh, nah, nah. okay. We tell both times right. four hours yeah. apart. All right, all right. Is, so I just thought on the way over, we were talking about the weirdest things, Weird. and I thought being an Uber driver would be the worst because you have to listen to all these nonsensical conversations and stuff. And Dawson was like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to do it. So we came up with an idea for the TV <laughs> show or movie, Gavin Dawson, 1.2 star Uber driver. We can get a catchier title, but that's essentially the plot synopsis is people start talking and he's like, hey, will you be quiet? Or yeah. he puts up his own partition or he turns up the radio, yeah. and he has a really low rating. But everybody gravitates towards him because they want to be insulted <laughs> by Gavin Dawson, the Uber it's, driver. It's like a dick's last resort. Of yes, Uber yes. Okay. And so we get in the Uber on the way back. We're talking for, I don't know, maybe 20 seconds. The Uber driver cranks up the music. <laughs> Hell we, yeah. We all just oh, start laughing. And <laughs> Dawson just kind of shakes his head. He's like, that's what I would have done. That's and I thought, amazing. I get it. I get it. I think the driver can set their own settings. His would just ask you, like, he prefers quiet. Oh. I think they The driver can, can do that? I, I know, know you can. No. Cool. Hey, customer's always right. Customer's always right, I've man. always said Dawson. Dawson's probably the biggest nightmare at the station to have, like, a five-hour road trip with. Because he, like, has specific He's, preferences. Certain people are just comfortable in silence. I'm not. Yeah. I, I'm oh, not. He is too, isn't he? Oh, he, he Gavin's a type <laughs> like he could just be quiet the whole time, right? Um, and I'm trying to think who else could be on that list. Five that, hour road trip. That's a long time. Mike, Mike got on me when we were driving from Oxnard to the airport just to the hotel. It was like an hour, and he was like, he didn't like that I was just wanting to play music the whole time because he wanted to talk. Mike yeah, does. I was like, I thought we we're doing music. You're like, number two. I talked on the plane the whole time. Yeah, yeah but I, I could see that he was wearing you out on the airplane. No, it wasn't the airplane. It was the ride to the media party. I just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, I think it was maybe Adderall related. You just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. And you were so loud, yeah. too. I don't know. I don't could remember. you, Choppy, could you hear him on the plane? Could you hear his voice? Was he, is he, does he come and are you turning up and down Bobby's volume while you <laughs> ask that question? <laughs> so, He's like, does he come across as a loud talker? No, so on the plane. Because you and I are loud. We are, but you guys are two rows in front of me, yeah. and I was right um, – 
right right behind me, like right like right, right behind my shoulder, is where the gas line was for the plane, like the wiring. You could hear it. Okay. You could hear it flowing. It was so loud in that seat. And I was right next to the engine, so I couldn't hear a thing. But, but I saw him just yap, 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 and then your face. You had your hands up with the thing, and Sorry, you're like, Bobby. You're nodding. You're just nodding the entire time. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. But as the I media recall, part it, was a beat down. As I recall the plane, I was watching Twister, and then you would say something, but I took my headphones off, and eventually I was like, I guess I'm not going to watch the movie. We'll no, talk the plane was it. nowhere Whoa. near. I'm, I can't get offended. The plane was nowhere near a problem. I just think he was really excited, or the Adderall kicked in for the media party or before the media party. We are listening to music. I was just was, into that. Yeah. Kevin, well. I, don't, I don't think we've ever traveled before where we've, we've sat next to each other a number of times where people haven't gravitated towards, like, our conversation and wanted to be involved. It's wild. Wow, what an arrogant thing. It's, to no, say. it's absolutely <laughs> all the time. That was, like, one of the most arrogant things I've ever heard. No, it's the truth, though. Uh, we get on an airplane, and, and we'll not talk for maybe 20, 30 minutes, and Kevin will read a book, and I'll be napping or whatever, and then I'll wake up, and I'll have some random-ass question about being up in the air or something, and Kevin will be like, oh, and he's th- thinking about it, and then all of a sudden somebody will lean over and be like, I think the same thing, and it's just, every time we travel, somebody wants to be involved with us. So so the one I remember is the divorced guy telling us. Choppy? No, <laughs> telling us he about how divorced. crazy Tinder yeah, is. And he just was like, man, like as soon as I don't even know if we landed yet, but he was like, I'm turning the airplane mode off. We're talking and everything. And he he's like swiping through Tinder and he goes, you guys know Tinder? And I was like, I mean, sure, we've heard of the concept. Yeah. We yeah. live in the world. And he goes, I got divorced. I don't know what he said, like 18 months ago. And he goes, this place is crazy. He goes, I haven't dated in 25 years. These girls do the freakiest thing that you would even. And he's just going on and on. You, you, we just met that guy. Yeah, you, you, you guys don't know what it's like to be out there. You don't want any part of what's out there now. No. You, know, you, you, no. you need to be a freak. Yeah. You need to be someone like me to be out. You, you, sure. you, you can't be out there in today's world. You don't know what's going on. <laughs> I can't even say it on the radio. Was it a shock on. even for you when you found out what was happening? Well, I've never been on these apps, but, okay. like, just being single, uh-huh. you know, uh, like, what the girls are into now. Boy, first of all, you it's thought they were. It's a shame that we have, a, have to break. It you, really thought they were, you thought they were in control before. Uh-huh. You have never seen what kind of control they have now. There's so much literature. Control? In yeah. terms of being in control of the relationship, you have no idea. Oh. They are doing exactly to men what men did for centuries. They're cutting you, cutting you like that, just cutting you off. Like you and mean in terms of speaking, right? Speaking, anything. They, they will. They, they, they will treat you like the piece of meat, mm-hmm. which I like. I'm into that. This sounds. Uh, like and then, a of course, discussion we need to have. You know, this they, is your first segment tomorrow. Yeah. For, is this the? the they the also break? like to do other things, which you know. Someone in, in their you know 40s or 50s wasn't accustomed to doing back in the day. Uh, uh, now it's expected. You better do it because if you ain't, someone else is. We're back tomorrow morning with more of that. With more of that, Ooh. this is the KMC masterpiece. Next on the fan. Are you guys having fun? I'm having a blast, Kay. Okay. Like I, I, I. All right, hold on. I, I'm about to.